Today's Anxiety Slayer podcast is brought to you by the Anxiety Slayer First Responder Series for Health Anxiety. Do you find yourself repeatedly worrying that you might have a serious illness? Are you missing out on time with your family or unable to do things you love because you find yourself frozen in fear that there may be something wrong with you? We understand. We've both experienced health anxiety and we know how awful it feels and how it can take over your mind and cast a shadow of fear over your life. For the last nine years, we've uncovered the biggest challenges our listeners face with health anxiety. And in the Anxiety Slayer First Responder Series, we respond to these challenges with step-by-step teachings, tools, and techniques to help you stop anxious thoughts about your health. Learn more at anxietyslayer.teachable.com. Welcome back to Anxiety Slayer. We're so happy that you're with us again. I am here today with my wonderful friend and co-host, Ananga Sivir. Hello, Ananga. Hey, Shen. Today, we're answering a listener question about a fear that her anxiety is pushing her loved ones away. And one of anxiety's many tricks is to make us doubt our relationships with others. We might worry that we are too needy or high maintenance or that others might think we're crazy or weak. And so we're going to talk about that today. Yeah, this is part of the looping dialogue of anxiety that makes us think it's us. We tend to fold in on ourselves and self-examine in a very painful way when we're suffering with high levels of anxiety. And the mind tends to prompt us to believe the untruth that people will leave us because there's something wrong with me. And let's talk a little bit about how this feeling and the and Ayurveda relate to what's going on here with, with the disassociation and, and self-doubt. We've talked many times on the podcast about how Ayurveda gives understanding to the experience of anxiety in general and how it impacts us and how one body type in particular, the Vata body type, being an airy and ethereal type, can suffer greatly in the mind with these blowing thoughts of self-doubt. And Vata can prompt us to turn in on ourselves and disassociate. It can make us feel very blown around by others' emotions, others' moods, but we can become very easily impacted, deeply impacted by the opinions of others and what we hear from others when we're experiencing this vata-type anxiety because we don't feel particularly rooted or grounded in ourselves, and so we're very prone to self-doubt. And what we'll be talking about in this podcast is how connection is a real remedy for that feeling of scrutiny and feeling that there's something wrong with us and, and that others are regarding us in that way. I think it's important that we also bring up the importance of self-care and self-acceptance when we're feeling out of sorts. Understanding that taking care of anxiety with many of the gentle healing practices that we've recommended over the years, that we that we try those, that we go back to those practices that we know support us and take care of ourselves the best we possibly can. Yeah. None of us have to be stuck with anxiety forever. And that means we don't have to worry about it affecting our relationships forever. But we do need to take action to support ourselves by learning as much as we can, by applying anxiety calming skills, and making important lifestyle adjustments as well. Yeah, the more comfortable we are in relationship with ourselves, the more 
grounded and, and rooted and safe we feel, the, the more our self-concept rises through taking care of ourselves and showing ourselves compassion, then the less we're impacted by fear of loss in relationships with others. So really the most important relationship, it all begins with look after yourself, take care of yourself and look at the many tools and techniques available that, that can help us do that. The more comfortable we are internally, the less affected we are externally with the opinions of others and, and fear of loss because we feel more at home in ourselves, more settled in ourselves. And, and once we do feel more comfortable in our own bodies uh, and with our minds, we can come to a place where we realize that we don't have to suffer from anxiety and silence. And this has been true for me over the years that if you can let a loved one or a trusted friend know that you're suffering, it takes the pressure off to just let them know where you're at. You don't have to pretend you're okay. You don't have to try to, to keep up when what you really need is time for self-care. Knowing what you need is a big part of this and letting people close to you understand, you know, letting them know how you feel and what you need is a big part of how you can feel better about this and realize that you're not pushing them away. If you need support, you can ask for it. If you need some alone time, you can let them know that that's what you're going to do as well. Also to really try and cultivate connection, quality connection when we're with people if we're really looking at them, hearing them, being with them in that moment, then there's no need for anyone to feel pushed away. We can't control how people respond to us and our anxiety. That's their area of choice. But we can choose how we relate to those around us. And we can make sure that despite our anxiety and that butter-disturbed energy pushing our mind around, we can try and be present and listen attentively and respond as best we can during our social interactions. So to really be in the moment and not let anxiety blow its fears in our, in our ear and when we're with somebody, to be with them. And that really brings depth and quality to our relationship. Also looking for exchanges and activities that don't spark anxiety. Shan, you were just saying about letting a loved one know if we feel unable to go to big events, noisy events, or if we feel that we might need some alone time. So looking for ways that we can connect with others that, that doesn't feel too much, doesn't feel too overwhelming. Maybe we don't feel up to attending a big party or social gathering, but maybe we'd like to go for a walk with somebody or attend a yoga class or go for a quiet cup of tea somewhere or go swimming. Look for ways that you can connect and be with the people you care about while not feeling pressured or overstimulated or spending too much nervous energy. Instead of thinking it's all or nothing, look for gray areas, look for alternatives, ways you can be together where you do feel comfortable. And I'm so glad you brought that forward because anytime we're in, a, in that space of knowing that we want to spend time with somebody we care about a great deal, but we also know that there's a lot of other things going on in that invitation, right? we can come right out and say, boy, I'd love to see you, but that isn't going to work out for me. But how about we do this? And just really let yourself off the hook, trust yourself, know what it is you need, and it also lets them know that you care and want to be with them. It just might look a little differently than what they had originally intended. 
Yeah, it really does save relationships. Actually, it can help relationships. It, it's very nice to be able to spend one-on-one quality time with somebody that you care about. And they may even feel that they can talk with you and share their anxieties. Everyone's got something going on. And it's a very rare and rich way to spend time together these days to just be with somebody and and hear them. Very often social interactions involve staring at a screen. You're not even opposite each other or with each other, looking at a movie, looking at something, people looking at their phones or going to a busy social event where alcohol's involved. That's not really deep connection. What we all crave is connection. So sometimes in that regard, anxiety can be an asset. It sounds strange, but it can make us very sensitive to what others might be going through. And we we might have the opportunity to connect in a supportive way on that level that we may never have guessed would be possible in that relationship. So always good to have the option that just because you don't feel comfortable in one environment doesn't mean you can't be comfortable with that person and have a good relationship. It's just a question of finding ways to do it where you feel okay and where it doesn't trigger your anxiety. And we've also talked about emotional nutrition in the past and how important that is. And I think it's something that bears repeating is that sometimes all the signs are there that we are cared about and the relationship isn't likely to end. But emotionally, our anxiety can stop us seeing the good in the situation. It can fill our minds with doubts and fears where there is reassurance. So it's important that we know that it can be helpful to just take note of the sweet moments where somebody shows you affection or understanding. All of those count. Breathe them in. Write them down in a gratitude journal. Just remember that you are loved. It's not uncommon with Vata disturbance for people to miss the very things that they need most. And we like to talk about Vata benefiting from hugs, especially a big kapha hug. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You know, when anxiety is running high, you might not notice those moments of opportunity for grounding and connection and, and hugs. And so if a hug is offered, you want to make sure that you know it and, and receive it with, uh, with gratitude. Yeah, vata anxiety can really cause, as, as we've mentioned earlier in this episode, disassociation, but that's a, not really an emotive word. It doesn't really give an idea of the experience. So what that really feels like with a vata person, it can feel like you're in a glass bubble. So you're not really connecting with the people around you and you're not really receiving those interactions, those healthy, emotional, nutritional incoming interactions. Ayurveda teaches that our Nutrition, it doesn't just come from our food. It doesn't just come from the air we breathe. It comes from all energy around us. So when we feel like we're in a glass bubble, we become preoccupied with what's lacking and what we feel is wrong with us. And somebody may offer genuine kindness or support, and we might brush it off and not register it. Mm -hmm. Or somebody may come and give us a really nice, comforting hug. And we want to make sure we're present for that. Very often, if somebody's highly vata disturbed, they'll be wide eyed and looking over the shoulder of the person that's hugging them, and they're off in their future fears or or in the feelings of the anxiety in their body. So it's really important when those opportunities come our way for connection and for affection to be present, because that really can damage relationships. When somebody's offering support, they're offering kindness, they're offering comfort, 
and we're so caught up in our internal experience that we're not really taking it in. So mm. just to be present. Right, right. And, and that makes a world of difference in all relationships. Worrying that our anxiety is going to push other people away is a future-based fear. It hasn't happened yet. So try to dial into that as well. Be present in your relationships in the present moment, and then you'll see that things are probably going just fine. These are stories that we create. These are, these are you know, when our mind is, is not feeling calm, that these things come up future-based. So be in the present moment as much as you possibly can. Accept the love that's around you with deep gratitude and just keep doing your best. Really important to not let anxiety be a thief in relationships to think, how can we live this day? Whoever it is that you're in relationship with and you're concerned about, how can we have a good day together today? A valuable day of connection, communication, support. And it's so much more nourishing and fulfilling to to just be there and uh, don't let anxiety whisper in your ear that there's something wrong with you everyone's carrying something and to just really show yourself compassion and kindness and for us to understand ourselves with compassion with anxiety is the first step that relationship with ourselves, as we said earlier and then from that sense of personal support and security others can feel that And it spreads out into all other relationships. Mm, It sure does. I'm glad we had this conversation today, Ananga. And thanks for all of our listeners for coming back every week. We are so glad that you're a part of our community. Our mission is to help you feel more peace and tranquility in your life. Visit anxietyslayer.com to explore the three ways we can support you with guided relaxations, online courses, and private coaching. Thanks for listening to Anxiety Slayer. This episode is brought to you by the Anxiety Slayer First Responder Series, a supportive health anxiety course to help you feel better because worrying about your health can rob you of precious time and peace of mind. Learn more at anxietyslayer.com.